Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister. I'm Rosemary McCabe and I'm joined by my sister, Beatrice McCabe. We were meant to be joined by our parents, but we had some technical issues, so we shall, we shall be getting them on the pod in a couple of days, a week or so. Today we thought we'd talk about unrequited love, something about which neither of us know nothing. What's that supposed no, to mean? Something about which neither of us know anything. Because we've never been, we've never had a love that was unrequited. We've only had requited love. I'm just joking. Oh, I'm you're just having like, a laugh. I was about to say, I have been the subject of unrequited love many, many times. Have you? No, probably not. Have you? Oh. Uh, I'm trying to think, no. Did anybody ever pursue me and I said no? No. Yes, they must have. I don't think so, Beatrice. I think anybody who ever asked me out, I was so flattered. I was like, of course. They're like, they have amazing taste. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they fancy me, therefore I must really fancy them back. No, I think there was that dude who came up when you at that time with the like McDonald's in the house in oh, yeah. Fitzgerald when you were in your PJs. And he really fancied you. And oh, he just yeah, weren't no, I didn't. He was extremely handsome as well. Yeah, I know. No, I just wasn't. There was something about... He um, was too handsome for you. He was very handsome, but he was he also... Was out of your league. Oh, just shut up. It was, oh, I was out of my league. How dare you? He probably was a bit out of my league. No, he time. was very handsome. Yeah, Why was, did you not fancy him? I don't know. I just think... You know, there's some people just inexplicably... I mean, probably because he was enthusiastic. He was keen on you. Probably because Quite he was, honestly, yeah. like that yeah. is a huge part of it. Because there was one, this one guy who fancied me a lot, fancied the pants off me, as they say in America, who really had a big... Do they say fancy in America? No, they don't. Oh. Who had a big crush on me, who had a crush. Who was crushing on you. Yeah, he was crushing on me like crazy. They don't say that either. But anyway, he, he liked me. He invited me to his Debs. And I always feel like at somebody's Debs, like you really should give them a kiss. I don't know where you're Or you shouldn't there. go. Fair. Did you not give him a kiss? I can't actually remember. I feel like I didn't. Did you kiss someone else? No, I didn't. Oh. As if. I like, feel like there was a story about somebody who went to somebody's dad's them and kissed someone yeah, else. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a situation in whereby where I was the the subject of two unrequited lovers. That doesn't even make sense. Where I was, where I had two people fancy me at the same time. I don't. That would have been a, a stretch now. Oh, I get you. There was actually one time, you know what? There was your man very handsome with the McDonald's and there was another guy who... <laughs> I can't also believe he had like the key to your heart. I know, I know. Listen, if he, if he came around now with the McDonald's... Excuse me, I wasn't finished my previous oh, sorry, sorry. But anyway, my point was, I think the fact that he was so keen, like he was so mm. openly into me. You know what I mean? Terrible. It was like, but is it actually because, is that actually because that's not attractive or because it's not exciting? 
Is that like I don't actually think it's I don't actually think it's you know the way that, you know the way they talk about the, the excitement of the chase and like how people like yeah. to be treated badly, but I think there's just an excitement and also will they will they not will whereas yeah. if somebody just turns up on your it's like turns up on your doorstep so like hey I really like you do you want to go out it's like well. I mean, okay, but like... Boring. Yeah, but it is already boring. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, yeah, there definitely is an excitement too. Oh my God, I used to love fancying people at school, even if like they didn't... Fan- well, I mean, w- when, not even if, most of the time they didn't fancy me back. And I just loved... I'd be like, am I going to see him today? Is he going to be in this class? Am I going to see him in the car? Oh, there he is. Like the excitement of giving something to think about all day. Is this the same teenage Rosemary? <laughs> <laughs> Only told me today that her favourite lunchtime snack was a sandwich <laughs> of tuna and ketchup. Mom this, used to make those for is me. Is this what you were wooing them with? She doesn't even like, like tuna. Yeah, I know. She was obviously like, I'm going to keep these children virgins for longer, as long as possible. <laughs> It was like so you drain the the tin of tuna, mix it with ketchup, and then spread it on a sandwich. I know Beatrice. I have never heard any. Horrendous. And she loved also making those egg salad sandwiches, which were oh she never made. I don't, so no, I didn't like them. I mean, I liked them, but why would she be making them for me? It was so embarrassing. No. When you'd open your lunchbox and just I never got smell them. of farts TG. would like permeate oh. through the room. They do smell bad. Those tuna sandwiches didn't smell great. Either. I can't imagine they did. My friend Roisin, I think, was a big fan of the tuna and ketchup sandwiches too. I must, I must text her and see if I'm misremembering. Also, like all afternoon, then you'd have tuna breath, and this was this was when you were like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> this is when I was crossing the yard to hand gold condoms to men, I, to boys I fancied, <laughs> and go here. <laughs> you might need this later, and then walk off. Like. <laughs> 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 what was wrong with you? Where did you even get a cold condom? A, a cold, cold condom? <laughs> in the fridge. <laughs> Where did you even get a gold condom? I bought it in boots. They had, it, like, they had it like you could buy them individually. It was the only way I could get my hands on it. Like, I hate to break, but like, could you not spend some of that money on a better sandwich? <laughs> Just spend some of that money on breath freshener. I feel no, like you had your priorities all wrong here. One hand a gold condom, the other hand a tuna sambo. Yeah, and on my legs, a pair of skin-tight grey flares. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get away with this part of my school uniform. It's just so, a stunning picture. So let's go back to... I'm sorry, the, the gold train tracks, let's not forget. But let's go back to... <laughs> <laughs> That's where the condom was to match it. It was supposed to be. That's where your chameleon skills were coming in handy. Is there a condom on my mouth or am I just happy to see it? <laughs> so in the midst of all of this glory... <laughs> Some people in school actually had a, had a crush on you. Am I right here? <laughs> I mean, n- no. That that guy, that guy with the McDonald's, the handsome guy with the McDonald's, that was after school. He was he was from school, but that was after. It was like a year or two after we graduated. And then the other guy I was going to talk about, the unrequited love, was a guy that I went on one date with, and then was literally like, "Don't fancy him." And I remember at the end of the date, he was like, "Listen." Don't be annoyed if you don't hear from me for a while. Like, I'm really busy with work. And then texted me about five days later and said, do you want to do this? And I said, I thought you were really busy. And he was like, I was just trying to play hard to get. He said that to you? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm busy now. But I like, I just had decided I didn't fancy him. And then the next time I saw him, we were out for drinks in a group and he was being like very flirty and I snogged someone else right in front of him. 
and he was he was very upset about it. And I felt That's bad really afterwards. Mean. I know, yeah. But I really fancied the other guy. So I obviously had to kiss him that night just to seal the deal. No, I didn't seal anything. I pursued him for about three months to no avail. God bless. But there is actually, I mean, I like I, I used to find the beginning stages of unrequited love, you know, and you'd be like, I think I fancy this person, especially when I was a teenager. Well, actually, when I was in my 20s as well. Really exciting. And I always used to like having someone to fancy it like in a workplace as well, because it was like, give me like, give me reason to get up and get glam in the mornings. Glamish. So the beginning stages of the unrequited love I found very exciting. Mm-hmm. But then once it became clear that it truly was unrequited, that became quite depressing. So I'm like, I just wish I didn't fancy him anymore because he clearly doesn't fancy me. Do you know what I mean? Well, at that point, it was, well, so you're, I think you're using the term unrequited a bit freely here. So at the beginning, it was more like the unknown aspect. Once it became clear it was unrequited, it was depressing. Yeah, good point. Yeah. So well, before you knew that there was no way in hell this person was coming over to. Oh, yeah, because I used to come up with like plans. I'm going to do. I'm going to try and find an excuse to talk to them now. And I'm going to try and ask them if they're going to this thing or see if I can get them alone at this thing. I was very predatory if you think about it now. I mean, I see if I can get them alone. Mm-hmm. Did you ever manage to get them alone? Who are you even thinking of here? I mean, you can use code names, but like, give us some examples of this. <laughs> well, there were just, there were definitely guys I fancied at school who like at school discos, I'd be like, I'm going to go over and talk to this person. You know what I mean? Or I'm going to try and like, try and have a few words or like in the yard or whatever. Be like, oh, hey, you know, do you know what, like what the, the homework is for maths? Because I'm not sure I got, you know, like so transparent as well as if I couldn't ask one of the like eight giggling girls behind me in the corner that I've been hanging out with. Rosemary, don't be using these tropes. Giggling girls. Eight intelligent women. Yeah, who happened you. to be giggling because they were like, Rosemary's going over to try and make a play for your man. <laughs> <laughs> Here goes Rosemary again asking stupid questions. Did I ever tell you about the time that I walked over to a guy at, at Wesley at the, at the disco and I thought I was being real smart and I went, hey, uh, see my friend over there? And he went, yeah. And I went, will you meet me? Like, as in, will you kiss me? And he went, no, but I'll meet your friend. And then I had to go over and get her. But like, your man there wants to meet you. She's like, oh, great. That's just raging. Um, well, I mean, when do you think you first felt the stirrings of um, <laughs> attraction? Or did you actually fancy people in primary school? Or did we all just think we did? Oh, I don't think I did. I think I really liked the idea of having a boyfriend like from comics and magazines. Yeah, that but I'd you've read had a boyfriend stuff. your entire life. Like. Yes, but like what I'm saying is I don't think I actually had feelings like romantically or anything for anybody in primary school or like, you know, I think I just was like, I want to, like, it's nice to have a boyfriend. I want to have a boyfriend. Do you know what I mean? And then I think it was in secondary and kind of secondary, probably, well, no, first or second year when I suddenly was like, I really, I'm burning with a fiery fancy for that person. A fiery fancy? (laughs) I was going to say fiery passion. That sounded too much. I was only 13. (laughs) You could have been a fiery passion. (laughs) Sorry, at the Gwailtuk, I went to the Gwailtuk after first year, between first and second year. And there was a guy at the Gwailtuk that I fancied I mean, Beatrice, more than I fancied anyone before and possibly since, except for my husband. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I just remember, I thought about him all the time. Still think about him sometimes. I remember during during one of the Kayleys, he um, sang Brown Eyed Girl, played his guitar and sang Brown Eyed Girl. And And he was singing about me. And was he? No. No, he wasn't. And do you think when you were, for example, dating your now husband, which was a pretty recent event two years ago were you feeling the same passion or like were you over the unrequited dating like were you at that point more into people who were into you or you were you still liking the chase and the excitement of no I think probably as I got older I was more like if I felt like somebody wasn't into me 
I was more just like, okay, move on. Do you know what I mean? Well, not, like, probably more in my 30s in the last four years. <laughs> like, since I'm married. <laughs> since I'm married. No, I mean, I think, like, I definitely still, like, when I've been in relationships, I still like having someone that you're like, oh, I kind of fancy that person I see every now and then. Like my sister's husband. No. <laughs> ah, you, you are no, being I know. Gross You're always today. joking about that. If I fancy Don, I don't fancy Don. Oh. The lady doth protest too much. Oh, sorry. I'm too um, tired to be thinking about this, honestly. Oh, for God's sake. I just can't even imagine having, I mean. Having a crush, like. Yeah, I'd love to meet somebody I had a crush on, don't tell Don. But like, I mean, there's nobody. There's nobody anywhere. There is nobody no. full stop. Stop anywhere. it, you're being depressing. Anyway, sorry. My, my my answer to that question was, no, I don't think I am so interested in the chase or have been so interested in the chase in the past maybe 10 years that I think I'm more like more likely to like someone if I think they like me, which is also a bit sad because I think like it's a bit like, ooh, they like me. Like, that's rare. I should give it a chance. Even though historically it hasn't been that rare, but that's kind of what's been in my head. Do you ever think like sometimes I think some of my friends who have repeated unrequited relationships are semi not like not you know I think some people would say you know your standards are too high etc I don't think you can really have standards that are too high but do you think that like sometimes they're protecting themselves from actually having a relationship what do you think is this psychology behind unrequited love that is not actually like I'm a teenager and I just fancy everybody but like when you're an adult you know what I mean when you're more in your 20s or your 30s like what do you think or do you think it's just that I just happen to fancy these people who don't fancy me back? But if it's an ongoing pattern, like... Yeah. Like, do you think it's a form of self-sabotage? Sabotage yeah. Is it, is it self-sabotage or like, not are you doing something wrong? Because like, there is no right or wrong. Like, you, you know, you're, are you are you being yourself or are you actually really not... I mean, and not everybody wants a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't think... Did I want... Yeah, I desperately wanted a relationship. What am I even joking here? Like... All I wanted was a boyfriend at the, to your point, at the, I mean, and I don't think it every, it's a bit like a job interview. It's only taken me 20 years to realize that you're interviewing them too. Yeah, like you're yeah, actually, I know what you mean. honestly, 100% interviewing them unless you're in an unhappy job situation yeah. that you're desperate to get out of. Right. Yeah. But before that, you're always like, I really, really hope they pick me. Yeah. Even yeah. though it hasn't occurred to you, do I really want this yeah. job? Yeah. I don't think it ever occurred to me. Like, do I actually really like these people? Are they, you know, are they great? Yeah. And there were a couple of people I went out with who were genuinely great. But then when they started being genuinely less great and they started annoying me, never really occurred to me to realistically break yeah, up with to them. go, like, are they worth this? Yeah. Are, like, are they worthy of this? It was like, is this the person and... like you actually want to even yeah. be with? Not for the rest of your life, but like next Saturday. Do yeah. I actually want to hang out with this person who's annoying me? You know, you wouldn't think that about girlfriends. You'd just be like, I mean, you and me, girlfriends. But I mean, I would be thinking, oh, I don't want to hang out with her. But I'd be honest with myself. You know, I don't want to yeah, hang out yeah, with yeah. her. And I'd probably think like, I'll be grand. We'll, I'll, or I'll go to the cinema or I won't do this. Or, you know what I mean? You you do it more on your own terms, a yeah, friendship. Whereas yeah. a relationship is more like, oh, well, I'm going out with him. So I better go and hang out with him for the whole day, etc. Versus, Yeah, I know what you mean. And, and also with a friendship, I think you're more about like, this is just a phase. She's just annoying me right now. Like in yeah, a couple yeah, of exactly. months, yeah. we'll be friends yeah. again. I'm just going to not hang out with her with yeah, the same intensity it could be for both a few of weeks us. and then we'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you don't do that with relationships. Because it is more like the expectation is that it's going to build and build and build and build and that you never really have a week where you go, you know what, I need a bit of a break from you because that's like the yeah. death knell of the relationship. But it's also normal. Like I'm not, yeah. it's, But I mean, is that also because we were raised by Claire McCabe who believes that if you're in a couple, you should be, that if you could ideally fuse yourself with this other person and just become like one 
entity walking around never needing to be apart, even to go to the bathroom. I think the ideal for Claire McCabe would be if one one of the one person in the couple could grow a stygial pouch oh and then have the other person live in it. She'd love that. <laughs> she so would warm and cozy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because that's the thing, like if ever anybody ever shows up without their other other half, she's always I think that's weird. She's always just shocked. Yeah. She's yeah. like she's yeah. confused by it. Yeah. Why are they not? Well, like they be, they each have parents, so maybe they're you know splitting up and going to the pair. What? But oh, you know why what? They just go together. Like to your point, I totally have inherited that that thinking because when like when we have a weekend where we're both both myself and Rand are to say ostensibly doing nothing, right? If he goes, "Hey, I'm going to call over to this person's house for an hour and a half," I'm really like, "What? You don't want to spend your whole weekend with me?" You know what I mean? Like, in, like my first reaction in my head is that, and then I go, "Okay, that's actually fine." Like we can, you know, yeah, be nice. I can do, I can do something. You know, whatever. Like, it yeah. But matter. even though mom has that mentality in real life, her life was very separate to dad's. Like, even oh, though yeah, they, they were very in, independent, no, they were in the same house, but they were doing entirely different things. They were never like we, we'd have dinner together, right? But yeah. then he would go off and work in his workshop, and she would do whatever she was doing, and you know, yeah. read a book or do the laundry or clean up like they literally and they'd be on different floors yeah but just the fact of having him in the building makes her think like they're together they're together but like she also has her girlfriends and he has his friends who do all the plain stuff yeah and like they do do a lot of things in couples but they also do a lot of things separately which I think doesn't really occur to her as being the same thing like it's kind of the idea of like if somebody invited them for dinner and dad didn't want to come for whatever reason she'd be like oh of course I wouldn't go you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't go without the other or person. Or it's more like family events. If you, yeah. she wouldn't show up or she won't, she would and she has, but like she thinks that's weird if on like Christmas day or on a birthday, you know, yeah. you weren't both there, which, I mean, I think everybody's different, right? Mm-hmm. But is that part of this idea of, of a of a couple? It's just not the same. Yeah, you're right. Like with friendship, with friendships, she's more like, that's fine. I'm going out to see my girlfriends and he's yeah. going out to see his friends. But if you're doing something as a couple, she very much thinks like you should be doing it as a couple. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, she's definitely not the only one. Like, I have some friends, I think I've mentioned this before, who literally would tell me all the time about the couples that they're having over for dinner, like when I was single, and would never, ever invite me. Well, once they're a couple, they're a couple, Rosemary. They only hang out with couples. I know. Not throuples. <laughs> but I don't know, like, like when people, like, I definitely have a lot of friends who would have had consecutive kind of unrequited, gone on a couple of dates, thought, thought it's going well, and then be like, oh, no, it's not, you know, he's not into it or you know, even kind of vice versa, who would have gone on a series of dates and not fancy the person at all, even though the other person's like, oh, I really fancy you. And I don't know, like, what it is necessarily, because I've always found that, like, a lot of the time as I've got older, if I fancy someone, they fancy me back, or vice versa. Like, I'm kind of attracted by their attraction. You know, like, it's kind of a mutual thing as well, that I'm like, like, I sense if we're getting on, if we're flirting. It's very rare, like, in my adulthood that I would be like, I really fancy someone, and I think it's going really well, and then be blindsided. Well, except you know I mean? for that guy. <laughs> except for, except for Game of Thrones. Well, it was only one day. <laughs> Shut up about it. But listen, can we just get back to him for a second? No, no, we can't. He literally Keep going. sent Keep me a going. series of text messages telling me how great I was and I, yeah. it wasn't my fault. He gave me it's the not, wrong set science. Nobody's fault, Rosemary. It's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. But okay, listen, you watch a lot of romantic television. Right of real life reality shows. When I'm look, the term I'm looking for here. Oh God, like, Love Is Blind. All of them, right? The Bachelorette. The bachelorette yes, I've started yes. to get into now. The Bachelor, all, January fourth. Yes. <gasps> is that tomorrow? Oh, anyway, you is. watch all of them. Do you see? Like, are there even any unrequited relationships on those shows, or does everybody pair up? Like, because is it partly a mindset? Like, do people go out? Like, are some of these guys or girls who are going out on dates and you know letting the other person down? Are they actually just not looking? Because like. I feel like, to your point, when I went out, if that person liked me, I was always like, oh, I'll go on a second date. Even if I didn't like yeah. super fancy them, you know, if like they were give like... give it a chance. Yeah, it was more yeah. like, because I mean, you're not committing to anything, you know, it's like, I'll happily go on a second date. The idea of shutting it down after one date, unless that person's a weirdo, like some of the people I went out with were absolutely weird, right? And oh, there was no yeah. way I was yeah, going on I know a second date. But like, not to, you know... Not to come off as big headed here, but like, I don't actually think I'm that weird, right? I don't think you're that oh, weird. So no. if you, I mean, uh, or maybe it's a much more physical thing. Whereas it's like, I just, you're nice and everything, but I absolutely find you unattractive, right? Which is, I just can't understand that. No, no, no. Which I mean, fine, right? It could be that. But do you think that like some people are just going out with the mindset of like, I'm not looking at all for anything more than one date at a time? Because on these TV shows, when you go on, they're all looking for a relationship, inverted commas, right? Yeah. Within... So they all pair off with somebody at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or there, is there ever anybody left behind that never dates anybody? And can you see any common threads in their behavior that would lead you to say, this is what causes somebody to be, the, to be experiencing unrequited love over on an and ongoing over again. basis? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like that episode of Sex and City, isn't it? Where Charlotte, Charlotte goes to that seminar and is like, I'm really out there. And your one's like, you're obviously not really out there. You know what I mean? That it's like, oh, like, what are you putting out into the world? 
But I don't know. I mean, I also spoke to a matchmaker once, I remember, for my other podcast. And she told me that statistically, or not even statistically, but she was like, anecdotally, they find that a lot of women will go on first dates. And even if they're like, to your point, you know, I'm not really sure about him. Not really sure if he's my type, but he was a nice guy. I'll go on another date with him. If a if a man, this is what she said, goes on a date with a woman and it's like, I'm not really sure she's my type. He's like, not going on another, going on another date with him. Like, like it has to be, oh my God, she's incredible for him to go on a second date. Whereas for women, it's like, he's okay. I'll give him another chance because we're really realistic. Really realistic? Or do you think it's because we're so kind of culturally drummed into us the idea that we have to find someone and there's the whole like no I think it's also is ticking no I would say it's also you're culturally drummed into you to be much more amenable yes. and forgiving whereas men are taught like you deserve you're going to meet the one and she's going to be everything you dream of and you're taught like listen you're lucky if you get somebody and so, like just be thankful for the fact that a man will want to you. marry yeah. you and you'll be lucky and yeah. whereas they're and like someday it. you'll find the woman worth marrying someday you'll find your Giselle Giselle! Like an enchanted. <laughs> right? That's such a good movie. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know though. Like, like some of my friends who have kind of gone on dates and come back and been like, oh, like, you know, went really well. And then they'll hear from the guy and like hear, oh, actually it didn't go very well. I'd love to be a fly in the wall because I, you know, because I don't know what happens. Obviously nobody knows what happens. But then it's like, it's one of those totally subjective things, right? That you don't know what causes somebody to be attracted to somebody else. I think that's exactly what you're saying. It's like you're, you're hitting 80% of my box. I mean, it's about the guy I went on a date with in Paris and he proceeded. I was living in my apartment with Julie at the time and he proceeded to tell me that he lived with his, he was like 20 years older than me, number one, which he had not let on about. He was wearing a hideous brown weird puffy leather jacket, which he had not let on. He was unemployed, <laughs> right? which is fine. I'm actually... You know what I mean? I've always been very attracted to lesbians, to people in dive bars. Yeah, who don't necessarily have the best career prospects. Fine, I go. I'd still happily date you. And he then proceeded to tell me he still lived with his, or he just recently moved back in with his mom and his granny and his three sisters. And then could I pay for dinner because he had no money? And then had the audacity at the end of it all to say, "Listen, thanks very much, but I just really don't find you that attractive, so I don't think we'll go on another date." I mean, halfway through this dinner when I was like, this guy is an absolute spanner. I should have stood up and said, listen, thanks a lot. I'm going to leave. Like, we'll skip to a skip dessert. But did I know? I had a dessert, ordered more drinks. Paid for everything. Paid for everything. The whole time thinking, like, probably won't go on another date. Only to be unceremoniously dumped by him. Like, I was so peeved. And I don't think I've ever, I think there, like, there was one guy I went on a date with. And like, people have to be pretty bad for me to not want to go on a second date with him, honestly. But he said something really racist and then he was making like ableist jokes about some guy that he knew in college or something and I was just like oh you're a dickhead and I remember he walked me well he walked me halfway home and then left me at the keys so I walked home to Stony Better which I thought was rude as well because mm-hmm. I was like if you're going to walk me home walk me home otherwise don't and let me just listen to my music you know what I mean mm-hmm. like, I'd rather be on my own and I texted him that night and I was like you know because I'm also such a coward I was like I had a nice time I don't think this would go anywhere but you know thanks so much for a nice night and he literally wrote back and was like hey I had a really nice time too don't think this would go anywhere. I just don't think we'd be... What's he say? He basically said, I just don't fancy you. And well, I was like, I, you don't need to say that. I already dumped you. Well, I went on multiple friend dates with a guy that I actually did have a mad crush on for reasons unbeknownst to myself, even though after the very first date we went on, he said to me across the table as we were having dinner, you look thinner in your photos. I should have just been like, so do you. You look Which taller he in your photos. He looked way thinner and younger in his and photos. probably way taller. I'm probably way taller, but like, did it even occur to me? No, I just immediately was like self-reflecting. I was thinner back then. I was five pounds better. 
back then. Oh, you know, no, absolutely not. Now I'm getting annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. I like the way you like buried the lead there with the matchmaker information at the end of the episode. Oh, sorry, I should have put that in the beginning. Yeah. But you know, I actually got a message from somebody the other day saying that they've been following me for years, and you know, she was like, "I really admire that you've kind of." gone and done all these things that I I mean kind of accidentally I, like, I don't feel like I actually was like I'm going to take the bull by the horns and move to America I was like oh nothing's happening I suppose I may as well do this you know what I mean it wasn't like I don't feel like I was super proactive about it it was you it was it was all you thanks Peter you were right all along thanks anyway and she was saying you know I feel like I'm really stuck and, and the man I'm in love with has no idea and I don't know how to tell him mm. and I was like I'm rubbish at this because like it's you know it's so nuanced that I'm like if it's your best friend or if it's your best friend's partner or whatever like I don't know any details about it so like yeah. I wasn't going to go just tell him I was just like oh that's really hard but it is really hard right and like whether it's you know like it could be requited it is really hard but also isn't it also really hard not to know and to drag it on and to isn't it better to know and to know one way or the other and even if it's a no which at 50% could be or even 90% could be like and actually do you actually know that it's going to be a no already you know, is there a part mm. of you that knows that this isn't requited? Like, aren't you better off to know so you can move, move on. on? Yeah. So you can like look elsewhere instead of wasting time. Because I mean, it isn't a waste of time unless you're going to feel, are you going to feel afterwards that was a waste of time? I wasted my time there. But is it also nice sometimes to kind of live in the fantasy? Because I think that's what I enjoyed as well about but like not fancying probably, people and not knowing. But not probably, yeah, for a while, but not probably yeah. if they're writing to you saying, I wish I could tell them, then no. No, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I remember, like I just remembered the disappointment of like when I fancy people, especially I mean probably when I was a bit younger and I'd be imagining, oh we're going to do this and we're going to you know we're, we're, like when we finally get together and then I would eventually tell them they'd be like no and I'd be like oh and all those scenarios would be for nothing. You know I just read a thriller as I said already can't remember what her name was again fifty six fifty six days. days excellent but the first couple of chapters were written from the perspective of the male and female protagonists and their meeting, their moments of meeting. And I just it was really well written, the kind of the feelings you have and the the nerves you have when you meet somebody and you like them and you're not sure, is this a misstep? Have I misread this signal? How You know, it was really well written. I thought it was it kind of brought me back to that whole like frisson of excitement. It mm. is exciting. Yeah. But the other thing I was always convinced of and I had validated for me by a guy who I fancied briefly and kind of tried to you know, make a move on. Woo. Yeah, woo, probably a good one. He told me in no uncertain terms that unfortunately, since my hair was not waist length, he would not be attracted to me. Very specific. I, very, yeah, well, that goes back to your men thing of like, they have very specific yeah. requirements. I mean, and maybe our girlfriends who are in these repeated situations also have equally specific you know, but it seems to, it seems like nobody kind of says to a guy, your standards are too high. It's like, well, that matchmaker also told me that she would interview men who would come in and she'd go, okay, what do you, what would you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 in terms of attractiveness? Like taking everything into account, taking into account your personality and your looks and what you do and whatever. And she said men would frequently give themselves like a five, six, a seven, sometimes an eight, a nine or a 10. She's like, but even the men who gave themselves a five, when she said, okay, what's your ideal woman? They'd say like Cheryl Cole. And she'd be like, okay, no, we need to like reevaluate your expectations. And she said women would come in and might rate themselves a seven or an eight or a nine. And when asked what their ideal man was, they'd go, oh, you know, I just want someone who's nice and who has a good sense of humor and who cares about his family kind of thing. You know what I mean? That they didn't come in going, I'm a seven and I want to date mm -hmm. Michael Fassbender, whereas the men did. Michael Fassbender. But around. is Michael Fassbender an eight if he was actually living in, you know, around the local He's very corner. nice teeth. <laughs> 
He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a gorgeous smile, Beatrice. I'd he give is, him an eight or a he nine. He is very attractive. Very attractive. But like, for a, if if a man was rating him, is he a five? Do you know what I mean? Like men if he have, was rating himself, you mean? No. If he's rating himself, he'd be a ten. <laughs> but I mean, if a woman was rating a random Michael Fassbender normal person, would he still be a ten? Potentially, because women are much more generous with their ratings yeah, as well. True. Anyway, so anyway, I, I did have a great ponytail extension that oh, I loved. You did? Yes, and I shall share that photo. Did you get that after going on the on the date with that man? Is that no, why? I didn't go on a date with him. No, no, no. Oh. I knew him. And we were having a conversation and I was like, you know, sort of probing. Sussing for, him out. Yeah, for like, how are we going to get together? And he's like, well, he's like, you know, I would never, you'd never be my type because, you know, I only date people with extremely long hair. And at that point, I think I was, I had just Good cut my hair walk. to like, no, no, no. It was, I was living in Paris. Oh. I was like, oh, for God's sake. That's, I was like, that's at least six years away. Only fancy women with waist length hair. Yeah, I know. I know. It really, bog it, it really, it really, you know, it really damaged me. That's you why I'm so it, obsessed with my hair right now. And why I have these really terrible bangs. That's why me. I have these bangs, this fringe now, and it's it's coming between me and my sleep. Anyway, Sorry, I, I just, do have that picture of me with the ponytail extension. That I know, we'll put post, on the Instagram. Yes, we shall share. I was going to say when I had my hair extensions, because I almost had, <gasps> had waistline. Yes. Hair. I'd say that changed your life. You know what? I actually was convinced it did. Yeah, I'm not at joking. At the time. And like people basically... It's a ghost. People. People, men, mm-hmm. in my perception, but I do believe this to be true, were nicer to me. Well, Julie had dried, dyed her hair brown one time in Paris and had to dye it back blonde again kind of a month later. She's like, she felt, she she became she felt totally invisible. invisible. Yeah. 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 But I felt like when I had long hair, even stuff like on the bus, I remember one day I didn't have the right change for the bus and the bus driver just went, oh, you're grand. And I was like, that would never have happened to me before. With your pixie cut. The pixie cut came afterwards. Oh, your pixie cut was lovely though. Oh, I loved my pixie cut. Yeah, it was lovely. And I mean, was that long hair a lot of maintenance? Oh, the long hair was a lot of maintenance. It was a lot of like... Very hot. You had to do... You had to tie it up in a certain way before you went to sleep. And I was also always really freaked out that it would come out of... You'd put it like in a bun, a scrunchie, so that it'd be on top of your head and not be like getting rubbed around because then it'd get really knotty. But I was always freaked out the idea that it would wind its way around my neck and strangle me in my sleep, which obviously it wouldn't. But like the (laughs) idea of it... (laughs) It freaked me out. Do you know what I mean? All that hair. That's too much Harry Potter. Oh, and it was gross in the shower as well. And like, you couldn't with, with hair extensions as well when you, t- well, well, I had bonds. So when you came out of the shower, you had to try and dry the glue because if the glue was wet, then it, then it could, it could tear and you'd, your hair would come out. It was awful. Sounds like a lot of Wouldn't work. Wouldn't do it again. It was so much work. A lot of work. But, but it looked great. We'll post those pictures too. I oh, mean, I thought it looked great. It did look very great. glam. It, you were very Cheryl. You were very girls allowed. And that was when I was working for the hairdressing magazine. So I used to get free blow dries. So I used to go in and get a blow dry once a week. Yes, that was like, and they'd wash my hair for me. Those were the days, the glory Those days. Those were the glory days, yeah. When I had free haircuts and free Chanel lipsticks. Why did I leave that life behind? I know you could have been getting that Chanel advent calendar this year. Oh, stop. Yeah, I know, 800 stop something dollars it. for nothing. Ridiculous. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. We would love to hear about your stories of unrequited yeah, love. definitely. Oh yeah, we actually really, really would. Email us, uh, notwithoutmysis at gmail.com and someday, very soon, we'll do a mailbag episode because we have a few things we want, oh, yeah, to, good idea. That we want to talk about, a few messages we've got on Instagram and emails we've got and stuff. Thank you all so much for listening. If you don't already, you can follow us on Instagram at notwithoutmysister or individually at Rosemary McCabe and at Beatrice McCabe. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister. For $6 a month, you get an extra episode each and every week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts. 
as is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.